Guys, on today's show, why aren't men allowed to give blood if they are pregnant? And also, if you can't do this for 10 seconds, you will die soon. Also, what is the latest trend called the Hampton Bladder? All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? How are you? I haven't talked to you in a while. I know, I know, I know. I, I put up a short little snippet the other day just to let you know that I'm still alive, barely, barely alive. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, busy here on the property. And for those of you who don't know, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. We sit on about 22 some odd acres. Let me turn this down a little bit. We sit on about 22 some odd acres and uh, we have chickens and horses and, and cattle and all, all the stuff. So it's, uh, it's quite, a, quite a task at hand to get everything taken care of here on the property. Now, uh, we have a brand new horse, a baby little horse. He's not a baby anymore. He's four years old. I'm told not to call him a baby anymore because then you treat him like a baby. It's like you're a kid, but you're not a kid. So we have a, what they call a lean-to, and basically it's just four poles uh, in the ground with a tilted roof on top. Well, we have one that's about 36 feet long, so there's several poles and several uh, inclines and stuff. So I'm up there tar and shingling for the last two weeks or so all by myself. Hammer, the old school hammer, shingle, nail. Hammer, shingle, nail. Four nails per shingle all the way across this whole entire thing. Up and down, up and down on my knees. <laughs> God, that sounds horrible, doesn't it? But that's what I've been doing for the last couple weeks. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for hanging in there and, and supporting us. And I see all the numbers that jumped up on, on older podcasts. Uh, we have at least 200 and some odd podcasts in our archive and stuff, which are still available over on iHeartRadio or anywhere you listen to Deacon Live, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find those in our archives as well. So I'm back. We're back here on the air. Uh, it, it, we have a heat index or a heat, uh, a heat warning index outside today. So I'm not going outside at all for the next two or three days or so. Now, the reason why I tell you I was doing the lean-to thing. So I've been out there building and taking care of the, the lean-to up on top and doing the shingles and stuff. And it's funny, you know, the neighbor's kids, which are, you know, about, I don't know, two, 300 feet away. Uh, their property, of course, butts up the ours. That's why it's a neighbor. Uh, but we've got a row of evergreen uh, pine trees in between the two of us. So now and then little kid pops his head through the trees and says, you know, hey, mister, what are you doing, Mr. Deacon? I'm like, I'm putting on shingles and, you know, nailing the stuff. And the kid's probably four years old. He's old enough to talk. He's old enough to walk. I don't think he's old enough to go to school yet. And he comes over and he's got you know how little kids they find something that's new to them and they will just exhaust the shit out of it like there's uh something as simple as like a horn like a bicycle horn you know ear, ear, ear. he will go around or kid little kids will go around and just hit that horn all day long because that's a new sound form it's a new thing to do and after a certain amount of time you're like shut up <laughs> shut up stop doing that well this little kid the youngest of six over there he comes over and he's got a whistle and when i say a whistle not a normal police whistle with the little bean in it it's long where you blow through it and it's, it's just the whistle sound you know what i'm talking about it's about it's about the the width of a pencil it, it almost looks like a dog whistle but you can still hear it it doesn't have that little bean that you know it goes <laughs> you guys are probably thinking i'm weird as hell by now so he's walking around and he's got it in his mouth all the time and it's on a, a string around his neck so as he's walking he's breathing you know walking and breathing breathing blowing through the whistle as he exhales and I can hear it up on the, on top of the, me doing the shingles and stuff. And he comes over and I'm like, Hey, buddy, buddy, what are you doing? He's like, I got me a whistle. I said, Oh, okay. So you blow it every three seconds? Yeah. 
I'm like, you know, uh, whistles should be used for warnings or if you're in front of a marching band. And he turns to me. Now, what's that uh, TV show, Kids Say the Darndest Things? And he goes, like on your head? And I go, what do you mean, like on my head? He goes, the band on your head. And I'm like, because I've got a sweatband wrapped around my head because it's hot up there. And I'm like, nobody, that's, that's the wrong kind of band. A marching band is like when they have people out there with trumpets and drums and stuff, and usually they have flags. That's a band as well. No, uh, I've never heard of that. Well, kid, you're four years old. All right. <laughs> you're four years old. There's a lot of things in this world you haven't heard of yet. Like, stop blowing the damn whistle. <laughs> He's out there running around. Beat, 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 beat. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So he finally, you can hear him walk off into the woods and finally, you know, he's going to cry wolf one time and blow the whistle and we're just going to think he's playing around. Now, something I'm not playing around with, oh God, almost died again. Yep, almost died again. Leave it to me. I'm up on this ladder. Actually, I'm, I'm on the roof and I'm coming down. Going up on a roof from a ladder, an A-frame ladder, is not that scary for me. You know, you just go out there, th- hike up your skirt and throw your leg over the edge of the, the building and you get up on top. But coming down, I, I've always, always... Always, 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 it's just been one of those unnerving things for me to do. I'm like crying to... I'm crawling down on my belly like a like a little kid with a whistle in its mouth. And I'm, you know, hanging my legs over the edge and trying to find the top step and then have my other leg find the other step. I'm coming down after a long day of working on there, and I had a couple more shingles to do, so I had to come down and, and refresh my beverages and stuff and get some more nails. And as I'm coming down, I got nothing in my hands. As I'm coming down, I put my foot on one, one side of the step on the A-frame ladder, and then I put my foot on the other side. And when I put pressure down, you know what an A-frame ladder is that's got the fiberglass? Because they're lighter to carry and whatnot. And of course, you know, if if you're working with electrical work, you're kind of grounded in itself. Well, we've had this uh, eight-foot A-frame ladder. I lied. I wasn't 18 feet in the air, by the way. I was probably probably a good nine, 10 feet in the air. So you can see the difference between the height of the ladder and the height of the roof. So the ladder's made out of fiberglass, and I've probably had that thing for probably 15 years. It's been out in the sun. It's been out in the yard. It's been you know put away. It's gone through all the inclement weathers and stuff. So it's an old ladder. You can see where I'm going with this. So I put my top foot, my top foot, my one foot on the top step, my other foot on the next step down. And as I put pressure on it, the ladder twists and blew out the little hinges on the side. Well, when the hinges blow out the side, the ladder basically just folds on itself, collapses, and I'm hanging off the top of this roof. There's nowhere for me to go but straight down. Came straight down, landed on my left side hip. Thank God I didn't bump my head like I did last time, and I landed on dirt. Now, for those of you who don't know that, I fell off the ladder on hard concrete probably about two years ago, uh, knocked the wind out of me. I thought I was dead. I thought I was done, or I was going to be done dead in, in the next 24 hours because of you know I knocked a blood clot around that I didn't know I had, and it it ends up on my brain and all of a sudden I'm like and I'm dead. Well this time, of course you can see I survived that one. But this time I fell off, hit the dirt and it was a softer landing and I knew for my last fall what to do and what not to do in that 1.2 seconds as you're hurling your my 250 pound body straight to the ground. And so I did it, you know, I kind of balled up, tucked all my elbows and everything in because before I kind of flailed out trying to slow myself down in the air like they do in the cartoons. Doesn't work. Balled myself up as much as I could and kind of rolled my head into my chest so my head wouldn't hit. Hit the ground. I was fine, kind of rolled over, stood up, and I was like going, God damn it. I was more pissed that I broke the ladder than I did fell. Again, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, all right, now I've you know, jostled, the, jostled the blood clot to another part of my body. So that was a couple weeks ago. So I kind of took it easy for a couple weeks. I'm alive. I'm, I'm good for now. Um, my arm, my left arm is... <laughs> 
That's another thing. I'm so neurotic. My left arm is hurting, like behind my shoulder blade and my uh, left shoulder, and that's kind of the side that I fell on. But I, I think in the back of my head, is that the start of a heart attack? Am I going to have a heart attack? Is that the start of it? Is this it? Is this it? <laughs> what was the Fred Sanford thing? It's the big one. It's the big one. Uh, what was her name? Oh, uh, God, I forget. Papa's coming to see you, that type thing. So I'm like, uh, all right, you know, I take a couple Advil. Pain goes away. I'm like, all right, I'm not dying. I'm not having a heart attack. But <laughs> So I've had a very eventful last two weeks, uh, I, and I miss you guys very much, and I appreciate you guys coming back. So let's get into it. We got a great show for you today. Uh, lots of things going on. IT Dan, if you listen to the the past podcast, the little short snippet that I sent out there, IT Dan is no longer with the show anymore. Uh, he decided that uh, he just didn't have time to to do the show and, and sit there and dedicate his time. So we've kind of um kind of waved to Dan, sent him all along his way. Uh, he'll be fine. He'll be good. He's busy doing a whole bunch of side jobs and stuff. He'll be okay. All right, guys, stick around. We got a lot to get into. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. I do not like internet radio. Profit radio. Profit radio. Hi, Travis. Hi. Hello. We're talking about you. Are your ears hurting? No, but my butt is. My hand's doing this. Can you think of any way you'd want to be a part of it? 407-448-448-8800. You're listening to... Hey, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live now presents to you a London-based EDM producer. This is Torres with her latest song, New Lover. Broadcasting live for the Bellantee.com studios. For cheap, fashionable clothing line, check them out at Bellantee.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social contacts. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. And that's our home landing page for the website and everything that you need to know about Deacon Live or anything that we do as far as podcasts. Uh, I host several different podcasts over there on that platform. Uh, we also have a live streaming uh, with the current music that's being played, not on the radio, but like on your TikToks, famous songs and stuff. So check that out as well. And you'll hear a lot of the artists that we play here on Deacon Live. You'll hear them over there as well. And make sure you check them out and show them some love while you're over there. And um, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well. And you can see me wave at the camera. Hi, guys. And you can see all our sponsors up there as well. So show them some love while you're over there on the YouTube page and checking us out here. And you can see everything on my monitor uh, when I talk about articles and stuff. If there's a video, if there's something I want you to see, you can also see that and you can be part of the show as well. And being part of the show, we'd love for you to do that. While you're at Profit Radio, click on Be Heard. Opens up a microphone on your tablet, your computer, wherever your device you're listening to us on and leave us a message. It comes right to our inbox and we play it on the very next podcast. Unless you get it in now, uh, we'll play it on this podcast. Now, 
As you guys know, we live on 22-some-odd acres out here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, actually just outside of Charlotte in a beautiful town we like to call Marshville. Uh, we sit on about 22-some-odd acres. Our crops are in. We have corn. Uh, my dad is living with us now since my mom's passed away. He wanted to do lima beans, so we've got a third of an acre of lima beans. We have a third of an acre of corn. Uh, we have tomatoes coming out of our ears. Uh, I like hot peppers, jalapenos, so we have a couple of those out there. So my dad's in charge of taking care of all that. Now, one of the things my dad does in the morning to help us out is he wakes up earlier than us, you know, old people sleep. He gets up at like 5, 5.30, makes coffee, wakes me up. Of course, the coffee permeates throughout the house. And then he goes down and lets out the chickens from the chicken house. Now, we have a, a pretty good-sized chicken house that my wife built. Not as big as the lean-to, but it's a good size. It's like 10 by 10 with a, a six-foot roof inside. It houses all our chickens, and they literally go up at night. They're trained as soon as the sun passes the... I'm sorry, I'm blocking the camera here. As soon as the sun passes the horizon line and sets, the chickens kind of form this one long line and they go up into the chicken coop and then that's it. They know that's their home. It's their bedtime. So my dad, uh, I, I lock him up at night because he's it's too dark for him to walk out there on the property. He'll trip and fall and <laughs> end up in the fire or something out there in the fire pit. Uh, but in the morning he gets up and he, uh, he goes out there. He takes a side by side that we have, fires it up. Drives it down to the chicken house, opens up the door. Uh, it's just one door, one big swinging door. He opens it up, locks it so it stays open, and all the chickens come walking out, and that's his thing. He made a joke the other day. He slept in till 6 o'clock, and when he went down to the chickens, they were all mad at him because they're, they're used to being out by 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning. So he said the chickens were mad at him. Now, these chickens right here shouldn't be mad at anyone. A farm is feeding chickens with marijuana instead of antibiotics and is fetching higher prices for consumers seeking organic poultry. So here we go. A farmer's grown medical marijuana in North Thailand has been feeding its free-range chickens cannabis instead of antibiotics. The researchers said in this experiment has yielding promising results. Researchers in Chiang Mao University, Department of Animal and Aquatic Sciences, says fewer than 10% of the 1,000 chickens on the farm in Lamping have died since they've introduced marijuana to the chickens. Uh, while the study's fine, that's 10%, which is a good. If you know anything about raising chickens, they're such fragile animals. They eat wrong rock, they eat the wrong plant, especially free-range, boom, they're dead. Less than 10% is a good yield. While the studies fine are still under review, they only cover up one year's worth of research. An uh, assistant professor who led the study told Insider Magazine that the cannabis fed to the chickens appears to be working. The mortality rate of the chickens at the farm has been the same as in regular seasons when it isn't had a severe outbreak of any kind of bird-killing disease. So what they're saying is they're doing well. Workers produce the birds' special food by adding crushed cannabis to their feed and water. The workers do not use antibiotics or medicines in the chickens during this time. Besides healthy chickens, the experiment also allows the farm to sell the birds for a higher price for consumers seeking a 100% almost organic poultry. The birds are fetching double the price. Now, you thought we were having problems with, you know, supply chains and stuff and everything costing more. Let's go ahead and feed chickens some marijuana and make them cost even more. They cost about $1.50 per pound more, but most buyers want to have organic chickens. They also claim that the chicken's meat, which they call gangjug chicken, ganja, I'm sorry, ganja, <laughs> I've never seen it actually written out, ganja. I've already said it, but never saw it written out. G-A-N-J-A chicken, ganja chicken, is more tender and tastes better than the regular chickens. I would say so, man. What you? Consumers in Thailand have been paying attention to this demand increasing for chickens as many farmers have to use antibiotics. Some customers want to find a safer product. So this is what they're having. But as part of the experiment, the researchers team would sometimes give chickens bolster, bolster levels, bolstered levels of tetrahydrocannabinoid. 
or THC. I should just say that and just <laughs> leave the hard words for the big people with big brains. Uh, the substance of the marijuana that gives you a high that went past the legal limits for humans in Thailand. So earlier this month, the Thailand's government legalized the sale of cannabis products, but limited the amount of THC that one can consume at 0.2% by consumption of chickens at farms who would sometimes get up to 0.4%. Yeah, where are you going with that marijuana? That's for my chickens. Yeah, you're right. I can't say that the cannabis doesn't let the chickens get high, but they do exhibit normal behavior. So they're not really getting high high, but I guess the cannabis is helping fighting any kind of uh, bird diseases and helps the the chicken's immune system kind of fight off any kind of diseases that they might encounter. So there you go. High chicken is being available in Thailand. And who knows, that'll probably end up coming over here. Uh, 0.4% is not much as far as... How do you know, Deacon? Well, I'm not going to say anything, but I just know it's not that much. It's like... uh, Drinking a cup of coffee as compared to drinking like uh, the Bang. The Bang's got 300 milligrams of caffeine in it, and a cup of coffee has anywhere from 40 to 60, depending on your brew. It's kind of the same thing. The chickens just might chill out for a while, but, you know, that's about it. Now, speaking of Asian culture and um, coffee... U.S. researcher Christopher Balding says that he has found evidence that China is siphoning America's data through one of the most important things in our kitchen, our smart coffee machines. The researcher said that he has evidence that China is getting data based on our smart coffee machines. The IoT home appliances has absolutely ballooned in popularity over the last few years. Balding's new experience with the new Kite Data Labs, adding that China is experimenting or spying on Americans through their smart coffee machines, isn't the worst of it at all. The issues is always connected. Everything's connected. The Internet of Things and the future that we live in, everything's connected, is what Chris Balding was saying. The data collection from the coffee machines is part of a larger effort in China. China. (laughs) They're going to get us. Balding says China is really collecting data on really just anything and everything. As manufacturers of the hub of the world, they can put these capabilities in all kinds of services throughout the world, and they go into everything. The New Kite Data Lab reports that the affected smart coffee machines in questions are reportedly made by Curlum... K-A-L-E-R-M, located in Jiangsu, China. If you're using one of these spy-on-you coffee machines, it will be taking your product information, payment data, credit card details, and your personal data, which includes location and time. How does it do that? I don't understand. While we cannot say that the company is collecting data on non-Chinese users, but we're not saying they are (laughs) collecting data. It's kind of reversed there. All the evidence indicates that the machines can and do collect data on users outside of the mainland China and store the data in the China's database. (laughs) There's a joke there somewhere. I can't figure it out. Um, The data is collected at the point of operation and from the software embedded in the coffee maker. Most countries have a significant size probability that they have an interest in devices like this. Make no zero mistake about that. We all like our smart things and we want our coffee machines to be even smarter than that. So thinking that this is not unique or is unique, that China has taken data collection in efforts. So it doesn't say how they're doing it. Let's see. It doesn't say how they're collecting your data. They're just saying that it's collecting your data. Well, everything's, Jesus Christ, everything's collecting data. This morning, something as simple as a I, we were out of, running low on sliced cheese in the house, so I've got an Alexa. Oh, here we go. Everyone's Alexa is going to be freaking out now and buying sliced cheese. In the kitchen, I was running low on sliced cheese. So I said, Alexa, add sliced cheese to my shopping list. Now, in my dad's room, which is on the other side of the house, I know, baller, right? Um, he goes in there, and he's got his little tablet in there, and it says... Should I order sliced cheese? And that's in the total other side of the room. So who knows if you got any of these smart devices, your coffee machine, your tea machines, or anything like that, uh, that 
Alexa is keeping track of how much sliced cheese you eat, or how much cups of how many how many cups of coffee you probably drink per day. Uh, I don't know if it has any whereabouts as far as how much sugar or cream you put in your coffee, but there you go. So check out your uh, your smart devices. Uh, and it, this is nothing new to us. We, we're basically giving everyone the information. Any information that you want, we'll proudly give it to you. But you know, don't take our guns away. Type deal. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, um, sir. Are you pregnant? Because if you are, you can't give blood. I'll, I'll dive into that story and why this woman had a baby with her childhood friend uh more details on that when we when we come back stick around you're listening to deacon live right here on proper radio i'll be right back Hey guys, it's the Deacon. Do me a favor, run on over to bellandtea.com. Bellandtea.com for cheap, fashionable clothing. Locally produced in the United States for faster production, shipping, and the best quality. Bellandtea.com has everything you need this summer, winter, and fall to stay fresh. Every single purchase that you make on bellandtea.com goes to a good cause. They donate to the Ocean Cleanup Foundation. They make donations to this cause twice a year. So you can feel good about the clothing that you're buying from a U.S. produced store. That's bellentee.com, B-E-L-E-N-T-T-I.com. Be your own label. Subscribe to Deacon Live wherever you listen to podcasts. Search for Deacon Live and please give us a nice review. Broadcasting live for the Bellantee.com studios. Check out Bellantee.com for more information. Welcome back to Deacon Line. We'd love to hear from you, and the way you do that is if you want to be part of the show, go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Be Heard, and uh, opens up our microphone on your tablet, and you can be anonymous. You can you can ask us any question about past podcasts or anything like that, or if you just want to say, hey, happy birthday to my son or daughter or anything like that, uh, we'll play it on the very next podcast. I know, it's like a birthday shout-out. Hey, uh, Joey Masatona from Concord, Michigan. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank uh, you guys for being, you know, just something simple like that. That's... Joey Concord or whatever I just said. Now, this guy right here, this child, they say that, you know, they're putting hormones in the chickens and and girls are developing a little bit quicker than normal as far as breast or anything like that. You know, developing way before puberty in itself or or it's happening quicker. Well, this child right here, Barnaby Brown Cell, developed a sizable penis and... (laughs) Hold on. I got to say this with a straight face. I got to try it it, because it's here's in the article. Barnaby... Let me make sure I got the right screen. So, Barnaby Brown Cell developed a sizable penis and pubic hair at the age of two. Whenever Erica Broncel, I'm sorry, Broncel took her two-year-old Barnaby to the play area, the other parents would ask why the child his size was drinking from a bottle. On one occasion, she said that the stranger remarked that he looked like a little man and said some people started calling him Viking or Samsung because of his muscular build. While it was only after Broncel saw pubic hair around Barnaby's sizable penis that she got seriously worried. I knew it wasn't normal, the 43-year-old mom said to Insider Magazine, uh, nodding that her toddler resembles a four- or five-year-old baby. Even at four or five years old, you don't have a size 
sizable penis and pubic hair. Come on, it's not until you're six. Everyone knows that. <laughs> he'd he'd have he'd have a massive sustained erection. Oh God, please! <laughs> Everyone's clicking the radio off now. Sizable erections and his height and weight were way off the charts. Brown Cell of Brighton, England, added that he weighed 26 pounds at the age of one, and then put over two pounds on every month between the ages of 12 months and 18 months. That wasn't fat; it was just plain muscle. So, Doctor Tony Hulse, a pediatrician at the Everlinda Everlina London. Children's Hospital in the UK was somewhat baffled, but when Brown Cell consulted him in March, blood work shown that Barnaby had abnormal height levels of testosterone as much as a grown man. He also had the bone density of a four and a half year old child. Further tests ruled that most common causes, such as endochromic tumor or congenital disorder, may affect the adrenaline glands or adrenal glands. He was also very scary. Nobody seemed to know what was going on. One of the doctor's colleagues made a suggestion. Uh, she wondered whether Barnaby had been exposed to long periods of artificial testosterone treatment meant for adults. Huss told Insider Magazine that he emailed Brownsell and asked if he'd ever come in contact with the medication. This is what she's saying. My husband has been using testosterone gel for several years, explaining that Barnaby's father, Peter, was born with a complex testicular condition. She said that they were shocked to learn that a generous amounts of the topical gel he applied every day may have caused Barnaby's issues. He spent two years of his life thinking that he was protecting and caring for him when, in fact, his own environment was contaminating him. According to Brownsell, her husband used the product brand name Testrogel in the UK and Adrogel for the equivalent type here in the Americas on his skin to help correct his testosterone deficiency. The head of the pediatrician at the Cohen Children's Medical Center in New York told Insider that the absorption of the testosterone gel or cream typically applied to the upper arms and shoulders is never complete. So testosterone gel could be risky for kids if they're exposed to the medication. So what's happening is the, the dad had a low testosterone, so he's putting it on his arms and stuff, and then he's like, come here, son, give your daddy a hug. So, of course, you know, the dad carries his son around on his hip or however dad carries a, a kid around, like a football, I guess, you know, <laughs> stiff arming the mom as she goes into the room. And the cream and stuff was rubbing on his his son's skin and he, it was absorbing it and so it caused him to have a two-year-old erectile penis and pubic hair jesus christ we're canceled we're gonna be canceled now in the same file of that shit is weird woke madness has now struck your local blood banks everyone that uh, gives blood your lifesaver i think uh was it oh positive oh negative something like that the universal donor if you're if you're universal donor please go out there and, and and donate as much blood as you can i think there's some stipulations as far as like tattoos if he had tattoos in the last year or something like that i don't know all the details i just know that there's a club out there that's you know i've donated 25 gallons i've donated you know 50 gallons type stuff so those people out there literally are lifesavers but this gentleman right here, a British blood donor, a man in his 60s, was turned away from a local clinic when he refused to fill out the form asking whether he was pregnant or not or had been pregnant in the last month. Yes, being well past the advanced maternal age, quote unquote, as American doctors say, the lacking the necessary plumbing to conceive, carry and deliver a child, Leslie Sinclair refused to answer this nonsensical question. According to the Daily Mail, Sinclair has donated over 125 pints of blood of over almost 50 years. When the man complained about this question, saying that it did not apply to him, Mr. Sinclair said that the staff clinic told him that they could not accept his blood. So the standoff took place at the NHS England uh, Hospital, launched a campaign earlier this week to recruit millions and millions of blood donors over the next five years after numbers fell during the pandemic. So 
At the same time, the Britain's state-run National Health Service is begging Britons to donate blood. The very potential donor will reveal whether he or she is pregnant in order to promote exclusivity, just to be private, so he or she are pregnant. Sinclair said, I told him that was stupid and that if I had to leave, I wouldn't be back. So, you know, the guys... The nurses and stuff that are the phlebotomists are, are saying, hey, are you, uh, sir, are you pregnant? No, why would I be pregnant? I'm just saying, I'm, I've got to ask. And I know that the, the people out there taking the blood, they're like, literally, you want me to ask this guy if he's pregnant? I mean, I would be, is that rude? Is it rude or is it stupid? I mean, there's a, there's a fine line there, <laughs> rude and stupid. So, but I mean, you know, with everyone, you know, switching up their, their batting order as far as, you know, whether I'm a male or a female or anything like that, you can't be too careful. But I mean, you could tell, come on, can you, can you tell? I mean, for the most part, can you go, you know what? Uh, are you pregnant? Or what, if, you know, what if you came across a woman who was kind of hefty in the front and then you go, oh, you're pregnant. You can't give, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I mean, that's just as rude, you know, telling this chick that because your belly, your uh, thing sticks out in the front, you must be pregnant. No, then you're, it's a double-edged sword and a double-edged entendre in the same sense. All right, guys, when we come back, this young lady fell in love with her high school, I'm sorry, her childhood friend, married him, and had a baby. But the story, it doesn't end there. It gets a little weird. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Welcome to Bellantee. Bellantee.com. Be your own label. Wear your best moments. Shop now. High quality clothing at competitive prices from dresses hoodies, t-shirts, and so much more. Feel pretty, feel shiny. Shop all the trending fashions. That's Bellantee.com, created with one ambition, customer satisfaction. Bellantee.com, B-E-L-E-N-T-T-I, Bellantee.com. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. I can't read your language, I can only speak it. You're live on the air, go ahead. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, who's this? This is Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how are you? We worked together about five years ago before I got fired. In a male strip club. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I knew it was only a matter of time. You know, it's hard to get fired from a male strip club. Well, I stopped using the standard uh, castles. (laughs) I thought you refused the implants. (laughs) 407-447-448-8800. We are broadcasting from the bellantee.com studios. For every purchase, bellantee.com will donate a portion of their proceeds to the Ocean Cleanup Foundation. For more information, check them out at bellantee.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Don't forget, for every artist you hear on Deacon Live, you can find them over there at Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. You can hear the full-length songs, and make sure you follow them and show them some love as well. And we'd like to hear from you as well. While you're over there, just click on Be Heard. Send us a message. comes right there in the inbox, and we'll play it on the very next podcast, and you can be part of the show as well. Now, 
My dad, as you guys know, my, my mom passed away a few months back. My dad's been living with us. He does some like kind of quirky things. You know, he, he's 76 years old. He's allowed to do quirky things. But sometimes you just go, what are you doing? Honestly, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm doing this. So my dad and I, because my dad doesn't have a vehicle, he sold all the, his vehicles down in Florida. And I drove him up here. His cars were done in Florida. They wouldn't have made it here to North Carolina. We sold them down there and we were going to buy them or he's going to buy from the proceeds and stuff. He's, he's got money saved up from the sale of the house and stuff. He's going to buy a car and do all that stuff. But in the meantime, so I, I go grocery shopping once a week because, you know, where we live out, we live out just outside of Marshville, a beautiful little town we like to call. Um, so let me get this straight. We live just outside of Charlotte uh, in a town called Marshville. Yep, we're there too. And there's no shopping around us. I mean, you have to drive a good probably eight to 10 miles just to get to some kind of convenience or, or a shopping center of some sort. So my dad, every, myself and my dad go grocery shopping every Friday and he does this thing he was doing in Florida. You know, I don't get to see him too much when he was down in Florida, but uh, I didn't know that every Friday my dad would buy scratch off tickets. He does them, buys them and you know, tw- the $20 ones, not the one, $2 one. No, he goes big. Sends like a hundred bucks on him, <laughs> scratch off tickets. And then he wins like, you know, 50 bucks. But since he's been up here, he's done the same thing. He just continue. I'm like, Dad, Dad, you know, he scratches one. He buys like four of the $20 tickets. So that's like 80 bucks. He'll scratch and win like 150. And then I'm like, Dad, take a hundred of that, put it away because your groceries aren't even a hundred bucks a week. Put that away, take your 50 bucks and roll that into something else. So he does, he doesn't do that, doesn't listen to me. Not that he should, but I'm like going, Dad, you know, <laughs> come up with some kind of uh, formula here. And I asked him, I said, what's the end game, Dad? What is your end game as far as scratching these tickets at 76 years old? And you hit, you know, when do, when do you stop? He goes, I'll never stop. He goes, I, I like scratching the, the little sticky thing that's on it. Actually, it's latex. It's liquid latex that's on it. He's like, I like scratching the, the cards and, and, you know, maybe that, that chance of, of winning a million dollars or two million dollars or five thousand dollars or whatever. He's like, I just enjoy scratching these tickets. I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird, but all right, I'll, I'm not gonna, I'll never ask you again. You've explained yourself. There's no rhyme or reason. You just enjoy doing it. So do bam. I said, but if you win, I want, big, I want 10%, you know, because I'm driving you to the store. So that's, uh, it was a joke. That, anyways, kind of fell flat. But something that didn't fall flat is this young lady right here. A woman in Brazil married her childhood friend. Okay, so far that seems normal, right? Marivona Rocha Mores from Brazil fell in love with her toy rag doll. Okay, that's a little weird. I mean, but that's all right. And then turned around and married it. That's where it gets weird. Morales... 37 from Brazil, met the love of her life after complaining to her mom that being single and having no uh, no one to dance with. Oh, she's a treat. <laughs> so you can see what she looks like here. Here she is. Her mom created Marcelo, a rag doll, and it was love at first sight as the pair enjoyed the whirlwind uh, romance. Now, she had this doll since she was little, and now she has married this doll. It's a life-size doll. It's a full, looks like a scarecrow. <laughs> she took dad's shirt, shoved it with hay, stitched up the end of the arms, put some gloves on it, put some suspenders and pants. It looks like it should be a scarecrow. Oh, uh, look, here they are. God almighty. At least the guy could have done his hair, the rag doll. Could have done his hair. She looks beautiful. There she is. Uh, so it was love at first sight. She decided to marry the toy in a ceremony, which she attended by 250 people. All right, 250 crazy people or 250 people that look at her like she's crazy? Oh, me amor, who are you marrying? My rag doll. All right. However, it does get weirder from there. However, only a few months after Morales found herself, quote unquote, pregnant. Yes. You heard me right. But not wanting to have the baby out of wedlock, the pair decided to get married in a ceremony which was attended by 250 people. There you go. All right, so after having spent the week-long honeymoon at the beach house in Rio de Janeiro, of course, 
Uh, the couple waited anxiously until their offspring arrived. She gave quote unquote birth in just 35 minutes at home. <laughs> Please tell me there's a video somewhere with a doctor and a nurse on site. The doctor and a nurse on site, I can just see them going, uh, what am I doing again? You need a seamstress? No, you need a doctor and a nurse. While live streaming, oh, please, someone out there, find this live stream for me and send it to me at deaconetprofitradio.com. Send me this live stream. While live streaming events to an audience of 200 people, 50 people are dropped off the guest list because they found out how loony she was. After only a few months of dating, the ragdoll Murabona found herself pregnant and she gave birth to a ragdoll baby. Here they are all in the hospital and the ragdoll, her husband ragdoll has scrubs on and stuff like he's a fucking real person. You could see these two people have gone laughing their ass off. This is probably her, her nephew or son. Despite living happily as a family, Maravona says she is struggling to pay the bills. It has to be the only breadwinner in the family. Uh, you think? He is a man I've always wanted my whole entire life. Married life with him is so wonderful. He doesn't fight with me. He doesn't argue. He just understands me. He's a fucking doll. Marcelo is great and faithful husband. Like he's going to go around the corner and uh, bang Holly Hobbit or something like that. He's such a man that all women envy him. Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. So here they are. Oh, look, he doesn't have feet. He doesn't have feet. Marcelo, you have no feet. He's just got... Uh, look at them laying in bed together. There you go. Here's a video. Watch the full video. All right, let's see. Here we go, guys. This is your time to shine. Let's see if I can get this video up so you, can, you guys can see it. All right, so here we go. Here she is. Oh, it's just a collage of pictures. And the, oh, God. It's horrible. It's horrible. Uh, so when my mom made Marcelo, he first introduced me to him. I fell in love with him. It was love at first sight. I already, I already said all that. Did I go back to the beginning or something? Anyway, so she got pregnant. I don't know how she did it. Uh, she also added, it's true. Marcelo got me pregnant. He didn't take care of himself, and he didn't use a condom. <laughs> he got me pregnant. I took the test. I was positive. I couldn't believe it is what she's saying. Okay. <sighs> Mental... <laughs> Mental care in the United States is is pretty low. You know, if you have mental health issues and stuff like that, it's it's pretty low here in the United States. Uh, how was it in Brazil? I don't know because she's literally saying, you know, I took a test, I was uh, positive after the after, as the labor went through, I didn't feel the contractions and any pain. Oh, it's a fucking doll. Anyway, so there she goes. Woman marries her ragdoll husband and has a ragdoll baby. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for you on that story. I, I, I don't know where to go from there. All right, guys, stick around when we come back. All you beer drinkers out there, guess what? Uh, you can be yelled at for it's going to kill you, but studies have shown that it's actually having a beer gut could help save your life. Stick around. I'll get into that here in just one sec. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to this is between me and that Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. That filthy cheap slut. Profit Radio has asked you to like our page. What? What am I supposed to do? Hell yes. Profit Radio has oh. asked you to like our oh. page. You want me to? Oh. I accept them. We at Profit Radio would love for you to like our page. What? Facebook? Cool. Got that one too. Yes. Oh. I'm good. We Shit. at Profit Radio. Yeah, I accept that one too. We'd love for you. Holy Christ. To like Honey, this is awesome. This is Shit. awesome. What? This is awesome. I'm, 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 I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay, got it. Shit. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Profit Radio. Always, always seems to find you. What you want, you don't need. Cause you locked you down so 
want to send any messages during this time, play it back later. Radio website. What are you talking about? You can leave an actual voice, and then we play it live on the air. We can hear from you. What? You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. Hi, my name is Gucci, man. I'm addicted to everything. Bad bitches, fast cars, weed, and promethazine. Hi, my name is Gucci, man. I'm addicted to everything. Diamond chains, assault rifles, scrub clubs, and galvanized. Hi, my name is Gucci, man. I'm addicted to everything. Fast cars, bad bitches, weed, and promethazine. Hi, my name is Gucci, man. I'm addicted to Welcome back to Deacon Live. We're broadcasting from the BellandT.com studios for cheap, fashionable clothing with Customer service is number one. Check them out at bellatee.com. That's B-E-L-E-N-T-T-I.com. Now, I drink beer, as most men do, and I always try to watch my weight, you know, trying to watch my, my belly fat. I try not to eat too many carbs on, on days where you know I like to have a, a couple beers or so. In the days that I don't drink beer, of course, I <laughs> download all the carbs. But for the most part, I, I kind of balance my caloric intake on my based on my beer drinking for that day. But they're saying right now that having a beer gut, a quote-unquote beer gut, or dad bod, I guess is what they're saying, right? Uh, having a beer gut may actually... Hold on, i got to close this out. Having a beer gut may actually be good for you. Recent researchers could give new meaning to the term beer gut. Beer may join red wine among vices with a healthy edge, as a new study revealed that a lager a day... Whether alcoholic or non-alcoholic, uh, could keep up your gastroenterologist away. At least for men, is what they're saying. Basically, they're saying that the findings show that men who drank beer each day have a more diverse colony of healthy gut microbes. You know, like the kombucha and all that other crap that everyone's drinking. No, just drink beer compared to the measurements taken before a daily beer regimen. Previous studies have shown that a more robust gut microbiome the bacteria, viruses, and fungal that live in there leads to a lower risk of developing certain chronic issues such as heart disease and diabetes. Humans that are packed with trillions and trillions of microorganisms and the gastrointestinal tract alone, which serves many biological functions, including immense immune defense. Results from the study show that drinking beer increases the gut bacteria diversities without significantly changing the body's weight. A team enlisted 19 men ages 23 to 58 to drink 330 milliliters a beer of 5% Superbach, a Portuguese European style pale lager. Uh, they also swapped it in between a non alcoholic one e- e- per each day. The participants studied considered themselves to be regular beer drinkers and have no serious health issues or concerns during the trial. They were surprised to find that the alcoholic brew, too much to wish they had potentially wrecked havoc on their gut, provided beneficial and moderate amounts. Uh, researchers suggest that the fermentation process in beer making, which produces microorganisms of its own, as well as the presence of micronutrients such as polyphenols, could be a catalyst behind the male participant's blooming gut. Beer is the main and probably only source of hop polyphenols in the human diet. Hops also contain, the words are so hard, xanthumanol, nailed it which suggests lower risk of chronic diseases such including obesity and diabetes. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention recommends adult men consume more than fewer or so many drinks per day, and women shouldn't drink as much as well. Each to his own, right? Nevertheless, there are safer ways to build up your microbiome, such as eating foods rich in probiotics, including kimchi, Greek yogurt, and many fruits and vegetables, as well as avoiding sugars, artificial sweeteners, and yes, other things that are bad for you. So there you go. If you have a beer gut, you might be doing good. You might have enough bio stuff in your system. Now, this is going to be one where we're going to have to, you guys are going to have to switch to the camera 
or go to the YouTube page to see this. Now, don't forget for your podcast, we do. We have a matching video as well, and you can see me waving the camera. Hi. You can also see the pictures and stuff of the uh, the lady who married her ragdoll husband and had a ragdoll baby. What about the afterbirth? What is it? A, it's a burlap sack for afterbirth? Anyways, so here we go. This article right here. If you can't do this simple balancing act, you're more likely going to die soon. All right, so let's see if we can do it as I take a sip of my beer, my bio, my biotics. <laughs> so let's see what we're supposed to do. If you can do this and you're a middle-aged or elderly person, we have some not-so-great news for you if you can't do this. Uh, a first-of-its-kind 12-year-old study by an international group of experts from the U.K. Sure, why not? We can't do anything here in the United States. Um, as revealed, the middle-aged and elderly people who cannot balance on one leg for 10 seconds are most likely going to die from any cause within the next 10 years than those who can. All right, so tell me more. According to the researchers, the findings were so clear-cut that the simple, safe, balanced test could be included in the routine health checks for older adults. So that's going to be part of your physical next time you go to the doctor. This isn't the first indication that the lead author of, of the research, Claudio Gil Arrojo, I'm sorry, the Exercise Medicine Clinic in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, has created this this thing, this step, this balancing thing. Uh, he also developed the Flexi Test, an innovative method for accessing body's flexibility, and the Sitting Rise Test. My dad had to go through that a couple times where you sit, rise, and then you know sit back down and rise and just to see chest for oxygen and stuff. I've always been interested in the assessment of physical fitness and its relationship with health. However... Only about 15 years ago, after I met Professor Dusan Harmer, that my attention directed to balance. Static balance testing the incorporated in our comprehensive evaluation protocol in the Climax in 2008. Since then, we have evaluated over 4,000 subjects from the ages of 6 to 102. Researchers noted that unlikely aerobic fitness, muscle strength, and flexibility tends to be the reasonable pres preserved until the sixth decade of life. When it starts to wane uh, relatively rapidly and then uh, yet balance assessment isn't routinely included in health checks for middle-aged people or older men and women. This could be due to the lack of standard standardized test. A little hard data linking the balance to the... All right, so what do we do? One in five failed the test with inability to complete the test uh, rising with age. More than half, about 54% uh, of those aged 71 to 75 were unable to complete the test altogether. Researchers noted that those who failed the test had poorer health and generally had conditions of obesity, heart conditions, high blood pressure, unhealthy uh, blood fat profiles, or type 2 diabetes. Uh, let's see. So how do you do the test? Where's the test? All right, so here. Therefore, researchers have wanted to find out com completing a 10-second one-legged stance uh, with Cosmeral and it is in a prognosis. All right, so let's see. I'm doing this. Okay, I'm, before you go any further, you can do it. All right, so it says, can you stand on your leg for more than 10 seconds? That's what it's telling me to do. All right, so I'm going <laughs> to put this. I'm going to put the, take my headphones off. Move the mic so you can see me. All right, so here I am. I'm going to stand. One, oh, shit. Here we go. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yay! <laughs> I did it. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to live. Oh, whoo. Thank God I wasn't on the side of a road or anything driving a vehicle. <laughs> I would have died. <laughs> so there you go. And basically, it's. I think it's called the flamingo or something. You kind of put your hands together above your head. Like you're praying, like you're looking straight up and praying, lift your head straight up to the ceiling and stand on one leg um, and 
you can see the here. I'll switch the video here. You can see the guy doing the the performance right here. It's like a yoga pose uh, where you have your foot on your knee. You know, you lift your foot up like a crane or something like that. So there you go. If you can perform that for ten seconds and not fall over, you're gonna make it. If uh, you fall on the ground, well, you might as well just lay there and go ahead and start burying yourself. All right, guys, and we stick around. We got one more segment to get to, and we'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. You listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. guys you're listening to deacon live my name is the deacon stick around we have more coming up and now it's time for lessons learned with jason jesus christ jay howell we interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin i'm a grown-up man jason howell jason howell jason you're listening to Profit Radio and lessons learned with jason howell <laughs> obviously there's a lesson learned right there <laughs> yeah lesson learned don't ever play that song again trap because that song sucked <laughs> Well, Profit Radio. Profit Radio. 407 me like puppy, so me alright now. Me not to worry and pray. Me give thanks for everything me achieve in a life. Never wake up with no stress. Me not listen when people talk and I try put me down. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We are broadcasting from the BellandT.com studios. Check out their wide selection of clothing and guaranteed customer service. That's BellandT, B-E-L-E-N-T-T-I.com for more information. Now, <clears throat> we were talking about the biomechanics or bio gut stuff, you know, beer guts and having uh, all that kombucha and all those things that you're drinking to have your you know gut health and all that stuff all the microbiotic stuff now something hear me out something that's going to happen here shortly and you're going to see a, a whole flood of it especially through your dentist and stuff it's called biofilms now biofilms on your teeth are your friend now sometimes you get that like you, I, they feel like barnacles on my teeth you know if you go to bed without brushing your teeth ew, you're disgusting no you're disgusting <laughs> i'll tell you why your mouth is a jungle full of just a bunch of stuff sometimes your breath smells some people out there. But right now, this is the era of probiotics for oral hygiene. It's fast upon us right now. Products will be coming at you for better or worse, whether you like it or not. Some are already here. There's a little site called Amazon where the product is called Chewable Oral Probiotics for the Mouth. Bad Breath Treatment Supplement by Dr. O'Malley, made up name, Holistic Dentist. <laughs> Has over 3,000 ratings with many reviews by giving it many stars over there on Amazon. This is something who has nothing else to do and they feel like they need to have every little thing. So here's a review from Amazon.com. I chew a tasty tablet every morning when I wake up. My breath is no longer bad. Well, if you brush your teeth, it wouldn't be bad either. Of all the thousands and thousands of dollars I've spent on Amazon because I love everything about Amazon, this person's probably works for Amazon, this little product has been the very best thing that, that I've ever bought, really. Really? This is the best thing you've ever bought on Amazon after spending thousands? It has helped me so much to not only do something healthier for my life, but also help me preserve my life as well. Anyways, 
Good for Eve Garden is a thing. It's twenty six ninety nine for sixty lozenges. It's apparently well spent. The actual science behind the idea of behind probiotic products that could improve your oral health is truly fascinating. Growing more and more with each use. As um, this is what the lady's saying, not me, because it goes way beyond things like bad breath or mouth or the mouth at all. Basically, um, it also gets into your guts, it gets in all of your stuff. So there you go. They're trying to sell you this biofilm for your teeth. Why don't they just have like those little white strips that you put on your teeth? <laughs> just call it probiotic or whatever biofilm for your teeth. And you're like, can I get you anything else with that? Yes. I'm sorry, my bio, my biofilm is on my teeth. <laughs> so and you're spitting all over them and stuff. But yeah, the biofilms are going to be the next latest things. You're going to start seeing they're going to be a big push in your um at your dentist office or anything like that <clears throat> now speaking of people who stink for some of you out there you ever had a best friend <laughs> i know it's kind of a loaded question but no really you ever met someone where you just kind of click and they said we've talked like we've known each other for years well there's a reason behind that an israeli study recruited 20 pairs of same-sex platonic friends who said they click when they first met each other uh, according to the electronic nose the volunteers who heroically agreed to sniff and T-shirts worn from their partners from overnight. The study concluded the pairs of friends smell more similar than random pairs of strangers. Plenty of mammals sniff each other to decide whether they want to play with them, attack, or run away with them, or do something like that. In humans, the role is almost the same way well, because it's part of various social taboos. Basically, you know, how we're going to be paired together as far as in groups or loved ones or, or friendships. What if the perfect strangers begin as an interest as first sniffs rather than first sight alone? So what they've done is they've, they've created this test. The main experiment, 20 pairs of friends who asked to wash with unscented soap, avoid foods like curry and garlic, and sleep in separate beds from their partner. They were instructed to wear fresh cotton t-shirts each night for at least six hours and then put the t-shirt in a resealable bag. The shirts were then frozen and then thawed out an hour before the sniffing experiment. The body odor samples were then run through a compact gas sensor device called a PEN3 E-nose, which contains gas sampling unit and a sensor of an array of different smells. The simple graphic technique compared five different sensors responding to use the similarities between the odors. In another test, 25 quote-unquote smellers were recruited to compare odors using a t-shirt sniffing device or glass jar basically with a t-shirt inside of it and a mask that makes sure that no other smells were interfering with the test, like you know Chuck's fish that he just heated up in the microwave in the break room. The smellers examined two odor samples at a time in which they belonged to random pairs of people while others were friends who they quote-unquote click with. In this experiment, the volunteers and the Enos both detected more similarities between the friends and the strangers. Not only did the experiments give us a clear result, though, when 24 volunteers compared the three other samples, two from their friends and one from a stranger, they failed to identify the friendships as easy as those comparing just the two samples. So we think that the task may be just too hard, but what they're saying is the volunteers have been asked to rate the 40 body odors as far as friends pair by pleasant, yeah, intensity, sexual attractions, uh, competence, and warm personality. Then the researchers combined five scores and the Pairs who clicked have been rated to be the more similar and than random pairs. So they're basically it's it's and we knew this. You know, if you've got a friend that kind of smells kind of like you, like if you smell like moldy moldy socks and and wet tennis shoes, and your friend is a, a runner, <laughs> he's got moldy socks and tennis shoes or wet tennis shoes. Boom, your friends. Now you might not be a runner, but maybe that's what you smell like because you stand in puddles all day. I don't know. But what they're saying is it's because we have friends. Our friends click based on aroma and the smells. We're, we're more familiar because it smells like us. We're, we're more familiar with that smell. Tell me something I don't know, right? Well, I will. 
There is something right now that's called Hampton Bladder. Rich New Yorkers are getting bladder surgery and Botox to avoid bathroom breaks on their drive to the Hamptons. Yeah, I know. Fom, 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 fom. A New York City urologist has seen more patients requesting the procedure to ease the urge to pee. New York City's wealthiest are hoping to eliminate the need to go during the long drive to their summer homes. Give me a break. Are you for real? Are you? Are we clogging up our pee tracks so we don't have to pee on the side of the road? Traffic en route to the Hamptons has gotten so bad that it's seeing some well-heeled New Yorkers to the doctor for a medical procedure that reduces the urge to pee so often. Crawling through intense, increasingly sufferable summer traffic to and from their second homes, sometimes as far as 100 miles, has met many of New Yorkers' wealthiest, especially those on the older side with increasing bladder issues. You know what? Buy a house somewhere else. I'm sorry. If you can't drive 100 miles without peeing your pants, then you got problems. Unless you're like doing roadies on the way there, if you know what I'm talking about. And they're complaining that there are few places to stop during this multi-hour trip. All right, multi-hour trip. 100 miles, if you're doing 60 miles an hour, it's an, it's an hour and a half. If you got traffic, maybe it's two hours. Do me a favor. Hello, child. <laughs> Do you have to go to the bathroom? Because once we get in the car, we're not stopping till we get there. How about that conversation to have to someone? To combat Hampton Bladder, New Yorkers who summer in the exclusive Long Island enclave are seeing a pair of specialized medical procedures, the prostate arterial embolization, which reduces the size of the prostate in men, and the bladder Botox, which decreases urinary frequency in women. A lot of the people have problems with this issue. They come out to the Hamptons, and they have to stop four or five times. Four or five times? But they can't find a restroom, says David Schutzer. Men should be called David. I, I made a million dollars by creating this thing. He has been advertising the procedure with a tagline, race to the Hamptons, not to the bathroom. So there you go. He has seen a 20% spike in his patients. Duh, he created it. He's the only one doing it. Uh, I don't see them until May. And then all of a sudden, May comes around and they care more and more about this procedure. When they're in the car with a bunch of people, they're embarrassed because they have to go to the bathroom yet every hour. Uh, he said he has been performing roughly 10 PAEs, which is the procedure, a week before the past few months, along with the bladder Botox, at least one once or twice a week. Schultzerman said patients have told them about the clashes in cars with friends when they need to go and get off the road and find a restroom to no avail. Thousands of people are probably fighting about this every week is what they're saying. The doctor himself can relate. I can tell you how many times arguments I personally get into. Uh, I've lost three friends because of it. And I'm the driver and I refuse to stop for him. Really? You've lost three friends because... <laughs> You wouldn't pull over for them to go to the bathroom? All right, so let's look at the address here. If it was the Hamptons thing, you ever seen those, uh, when you go to a concert or something like that, it's a trailer, uh, mobile, some kind of thing, pull behind a truck where it's got portable bathrooms? Let's set some of those up. You know, let's charge them 50 cents. No, screw them. They're rich. Charge them. You put two bucks in the door like you're buying a soda. The door opens up. You take your pee. You come back out. Whoo! And you go down the road. And you set up four or five of those on the side of the highway. You get whatever permitting that you need. And you're not ruining your fucking body by, you know, Tightening up your pee hole so you don't have to pee or whatever the case may be. <laughs> You're doing that. How about doing that? You know, and let's let's save let's save a little bit more. Let's spend the money where it needs to be and not <laughs> redoing ourselves. You know what's coming next? There's going to be a diet. Hear me out here. <laughs> Audio trademark. There's going to be a diet that's going to come out that says, "Are you tired of shitting? Are you tired of going to the bathroom?" <laughs> There's going to be a diet that's going to be created where everything you eat. You process everything because they're going to assume they're going to come up with a tagline. You're wait when you poop, you're wasting food. 
where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? I just say it. All right, guys, we appreciate each and every one for listening to us, downloading us, and, and the three people we got left listening to the show. We appreciate you. We'd like to hear from you as well. The way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Be Heard. We'd love to hear from you. If you need to uh, email me, you want to send me videos, pictures, or anything like that, uh, email me at deacon at profitradio.com. comes right here. Uh, we'll, we'll put your pictures up if they're suitable. <laughs> I don't want to see any weird pictures. Uh, we'll put them up here on the video podcast. And make sure you follow us everywhere out there on YouTube channel and our Facebook page as well. All right, guys, we're going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. I forgot my tagline. All right, guys, we're going to let you get back to what, doing what you got to do. Is that what I say? All right, guys, it sounds good. I'm going with that. My name is the Deacon saying good night and good night. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.